in your corner, saving one investor at a time, working for clients, not companies, all while bully-proofing portfolios, totally committed to sharing academic truths about investing, always representing Main Street and not Wall Street. It's your Sound Money team, and this is the Sound Money Investment Show with Brown Financial Advisors. Hello and welcome to the Sound Money Investment Show with Brown Financial Advisors. I'm James Borth. You know, I'm Barry Parnell. And folks, we are a registered investment advisory firm. We're independent, no mothership. We find the best solution for you. And we have a fiduciary responsibility to do what's in your best interest. So we're going to work for you as clients, not companies. And when you schedule a visit, there's no meter running. Leave your wallet, purse at home because we're going to meet on a complimentary basis as many times necessary to fully analyze your situation and complete uh, a personalized, uh, we call it a retirement compass report. And for your convenience, we do have multiple locations, Milford, Blue Ash, Westchester, and across the pond in beautiful Florence, Kentucky. And imagine this, folks, you're going to meet one or all three of the guys that you make a connection with over the weeks, months, or years, sometimes years. So that's that's rare in this industry. And if, as always, if you're no longer with a company and your money is in some form of a company plan, 401K, 403B, TSP, MOUSE. We can help you roll that out, take control of it, invest it how you want. It's tax neutral. Give us a call, 513-575-9654. Visit our website, brownfinancialadvisors.com. Shoot us in the email. We'll answer every single one, team at brownfinancialadvisors.com. Call the studio right now. Share your thoughts at 513-749-5500. That's pound 550 on your AT&T wireless. James, what's going on today? Well, today's topic is about common mistakes that really could impact people's retirements. And the whole point about this is to try to avoid these types of mistakes. And, yes, we all want to maybe be the person who learns from others' mistakes. Sometimes you look at someone as that's your role model. Sometimes you look at someone else and say, that's my anti-role model. I want to be anything but like that person or make the same mistakes that that person has done. So there are a number of components that should be addressed when building a game plan for your retirement. It should address things like your income planning. It should address, of course, your investments, your investment planning. Taxes, vitally important. So your tax planning as well. Healthcare planning. Do you have the right types of insurance protection, whether it's a Medicare plan or other types of maybe annuities or or long-term care or even life insurance benefits? You know, so the different types of insurance protection, making sure that the individual and collective you are properly covered. And at the very end, what passes on to your loved ones, your beneficiaries, the estate planning component of retirement planning. So all of it fits together. All five components fit together into a plan, hopefully that you have a plan, and if you have not yet developed a plan, that's what we do. That's what Brown can do for you to, to help you build a plan. Barry, any thoughts? Well, uh, let's go over some, some thought-provoking questions that you might have and that we're going to discuss today uh, as we go through the program. Uh, number one, how much will you spend during retirement on average? This could be tricky because... Oftentimes you spend less, but I've seen people spend more. you got so much time in your hands. So we're going to talk about that. Or how much will health care cost affect your retirement? Now, fortunately for our clients, we have a Medicare department, 
that can help you with Medicare and getting a good supplement to really minimize your health care costs. So we can help you with that. Here's what I'll say about that. Don't rely just on original Medicare. You're going to get excellent insurance coverage if you buy a Medicare Advantage plan. Also, if you buy Medicare supplement, also known as Medigap plans, the bottom line, make sure that you have the proper coverage. The proper coverage for one person might be different from someone else's proper coverage. That's right. And if you think you can't afford it, think twice. And James can help you with this because there are Advantage plans out there that some of them, James, are zero premium. Is yes. that true? Or yes. very low premium. So uh, we can help you with that, folks. Now, number three is what should you do with your old 401K, 403B when you retire? Well, you know our view of that. Uh, I, I speak of it four times an hour every Sunday that, that I'm here. And, of course, you should roll that out and take control. You don't know what's going on. If you're not on with an employment, your money probably shouldn't be either. Take control of it. You don't know about the fees or if they change administrators. So beware of that. How will your spending habits change when you retire? Sometimes you don't, and you're going to risk running out of money. You got to, you, you've got a budget. How much market risk should you have, or should you be taking uh, with your investments after you retire? What should you do when markets become volatile? Like, remember the fourth quarter last year? We're going to talk about that. Will Social Security be enough during retirement? Well, we know most people it's not true, but I know one person, my mother-in-law, who's up in her 90s. She lives solely on Social Security from her husband. So uh, it can happen, but in today's world, probably not for you. You usually need some kind of supplemental income from some sources. What about uh, what if you don't have a pension? We're seeing pensions go by the wayside more and more, and younger people probably won't even have pensions. Which accounts do you take withdrawals from? First, second, third? Well, you got tax trap, you got tax friendly, then you got tax free. James it heads up our tax department. We can also help our clients with tax services. And finally, can you fall back on getting a job after you retire when things don't work out? Well, good luck with that, depending on your age. <laughs> and your health. That's another oh, that, big that's factor, true. too. And your want, your desire. Yes, your wants versus your needs. And that's yeah. maybe the whole point of today's show is having at least a plan. Now, for some people, they have the plan in their brain. It's not really on paper. It's nothing that's formalized which can be an okay thing, especially if it's only you that you have to rely upon, no one else to really think about or prepare for or plan for. So maybe that's okay. But if there starts to be maybe others involved, maybe a spouse, maybe children, maybe grandchildren. So when you start talking about not only your individual, but your collective benefits and legacy, but then for the family as well. So first things first, do you actually have a plan? Maybe hopefully a written plan, but if you don't, once again, that's where we help. That's what Brown can do for you. And then if you don't have a plan, think about this. What's holding you back? What's stopping you from getting this done? Other than, of course, procrastination, right? And not only just having a plan, but, but adjusting it. Life happens throughout the years. We can help you with that. And not everyone needs help in all five categories, maybe just one or two or three of the different categories, so what are the specific areas that you, individually, collectively, what are the areas that you need to focus on? What are the most common areas in financial planning and hand-in-glove retirement planning where people tend to fall short? Again, avoiding these common mistakes, we're here to help to achieve your financial goals during retirement. That's right, James. And, you know, retirement 
can be a huge transition. You have to say it right. <laughs> you say it, James. Huge. <laughs> so uh, you go from working, earning a paycheck, saving, you know, the accumulation phase, and now it's virtually the opposite. Now it's a take phase. Uh, not working, no paycheck, and the future now is your present. So the first common mistake is not realizing that along with these changes, you need to change on how you approach financial decisions. Uh, unless you're grossly wealthy and you don't have to, but most of us do. We want to examine your financial situation and help ensure you are positioned properly, that you aren't making the common mistakes we're going to talk about on today's show. James? Yes. And once again, the different categories, income planning, investment planning, tax planning, health care planning, think of that as insurance planning, medical or health insurance type planning, and, of course, estate planning. And there are potential questions, maybe concerns, that you might have in these categories. For example, income and Social Security planning. If you do have an income gap, how do you supplement that? How do you supplement or maybe increase your benefits, maybe hopefully maximize your benefits from Social Security? And what sources would there also be in case you needed to supplement your income? So going back to work, is that the answer? Are there other ways to supplement your income? And sometimes when we say, do you have not just a chance of having income, but also do you have sustainable income? Sometimes when you look at how do I get a guaranteed source of income from a non-guaranteed investment, sometimes when you say it like that, you're thinking, hmm, how do I do that? So what's going to happen if your spouse happens to die before you do? What happens if you die before the spouse does? Will they be okay financially? If you have a pension, is there a survivor's benefit? Is there a survivor's benefit that gets reduced, say, by 50%? Is it 75%? Do you even know what the benefits are? And if you lose, and that does happen, by the way, when one of the spouses passes away, you do lose one of your two Social Security checks if you're on Social Security. And maybe your pension, depending. Yes. If you have one. So how will this affect your financial, your retirement, and also your income plans? And the same goes for people out there with annuities. So if you have an annuity and you've activated perhaps the income rider from the annuity, what are the spousal options on that? So all of these different sources of income, whether it be from Social Security, pensions, or annuities, they all form basically the same category, which is sources of guaranteed income. Now, the guarantees might be based upon the claims paying ability of the insurance company. But once again, billion-dollar insurance companies, great deals of safety in, involved with this. So there's more. There's much more. Our phone number at the office, 513-575-9654. Call us. We can help. But after break, we'll get back onto our topic about the common mistakes that could impact your retirement. You're listening to the Sound Money Investment Show with Brown Financial Advisors here on 55KRC. The Talk Station. Opinions expressed are solely those of Brown Financial Advisors and should not be interpreted as specific advice. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified investment advisors prior to implementation. Market-based investments involve risk and past performance is no guarantee of future results. Insurance-based investments offer guarantees based upon the claims-paying ability of the issuing company. All insurance, tax, and mortgage services are offered through Brown Insurance and Tax Advisors. LLC. Brown Financial Advisors and Brown Insurance and Tax Advisors are affiliated companies and may only transact business in those states in which registered or were otherwise legally permitted. 
Welcome back to the Sound Money Investment Show with Brown Financial Advisors. I'm James Morth. And I'm Barry Parnell. And folks, we are a registered investment advisory firm. We're independent, and we have a fiduciary responsibility to do what's in your best interest. So we're going to work for you as clients, not companies. So when you come in to visit, give us a call at 513-575-9654. And we're going to meet as many times necessary on a complimentary basis. That's right. No cost to you until we decide to do business together to fully analyze your situation and complete a personalized income plan. And for your convenience, folks, we have multiple locations. Milford's a home office on the east side. Love to see you there. But Westchester, north a little bit, northwest, Blue Ash right in the center, and, of course, across the river in Florence, Kentucky. And you're going to meet one or three of the guys, Barry, James, or Greg, when you call in to set an appointment with an advisor. You're going to meet one of us, maybe all of us. I don't know. And as always, if you are not along with a company, but you do have a company plan like a 401k, 403b, MOUSE, TSP, we can help you roll that out, take control of it. It's tax neutral, invest it how you want to. The main thing is control. And even if you are working, you can do what's called an in-service rollover if you're over 59 and a half. Not all companies, but most companies will allow you to take an in-service rollover. Give us a call at 513-575-9654. Visit our website brownfinancialadvisors.com. Send us over an email at team at brownfinancialadvisors.com. Call the studio right now at 513-749-5500, pound 550 on your 18-turn wireless. Okay, folks, let's continue on with, I encourage you not to underestimate how important every facet, every one of these five categories James mentioned in the first segment, how important and how to avoid mistakes during retirement. We see this. It's our business. And we've been in business since the early two. It's going on the 18th year. So one big one is underestimating your needs. Now, we're not talking about wants and desires. We're talking about needs right now. You may think that the mistakes have to do mostly with investments and losing money during volatile periods in the market. And, yes, well, we're going to discuss that, and that's part of the whole picture. But We see more mistakes made by people who simply don't prepare the right way or don't prepare enough or, James, at all. Now, we will discuss just how important it is to understand your needs and what your retirement savings actually have to support your retirement so you can feel confident in your strategy. Uh, One of the main reasons for the process is in the reporting is not to run out of money before you run out of life. And we don't just mean protecting a portion of your savings from potential losses due to market cycle. Rather, it's dealing with other common concerns, like the concern of running out of money before running out of life, I just mentioned, or the concern that you have to go back to work after you've already retired. Thus, the common mistake is all about your needs and how some people tend to underestimate what they will need in retirement. So, We're talking specifically about budgeting and planning to make sure you have enough income every month to cover your bills and enjoy a decent quality of life. So let's start off by asking maybe a somewhat rhetorical question by saying how much, at least on average, do you spend on a monthly basis on everything? Do you truly know the answer? Have you done a budget? And yes, some people will know exactly down to the last dime what they have spent. They know exactly what the inflows are. They know what the outflows are. They know the different categories, what they're spending money on, how they're saving money, so forth and so on. Others, 
maybe haven't done a precise budget, so they maybe have just a vague idea. They might be looking at, in general, their inflows and outflows and say, well, we're basically breaking even, maybe a little bit ahead, so we have a little bit of a surplus. And that's really the whole point. If you have a surplus, this is not that critical of a need to account for every last dollar that you're spending. Yes, it might be nice to know and nice to have that in hand, that type of knowledge, but maybe it's not that entirely necessary. So many people will think that they know how much, but when they sit down and they really go through in detail, whether they have actually started to do a budget in a spreadsheet, pencil and paper, pen and paper, if you're really confident about that, or gone online and used one of these budget calculators, these uh, online resources. There's many of them sometimes what you as as far as the the value of those you, you know really you pay for what you get plus guy go garbage in garbage out oh great reminder yeah so if you fluff it and it's not accurate it's not worth a nickel and another very important detail not to be overlooked is the roller coaster of your spending from one month to the next sometimes when you look at things that are maybe on an every six-month basis, like your real estate taxes, depending upon how those get paid. Some people pay them through the escrow accounts where it looks like every single month that you're paying for your real estate taxes. Others, it truly is every six months. Others do it once a year. And there's also different months, such as the around the holidays. There's also vacations and birthdays to plan and also to spend on. So sometimes it's it's a matter of, Different months equal different amounts as far as what you're being, what your spending habits are. And here's another very important reminder is try to achieve some type of a balance. That means for the lifestyle that you expect to live or maybe you hope to live or want to live, balance out your needs versus your wants. So we're not saying necessarily live like paupers. We're saying live within your means, but don't go overboard with that. Barry? Here's what I hear more often than I like to admit. I want to die. Here's the husband usually, not to pick on the guys out there, but uh, I want my last check when I die to bounce. Or I want to be broke when I die. But what about the lady next to you? So anyway, uh, uh, mistake number two, and we see this, even if you're not in retirement, we see this, and it's just the nature of fear and human, human emotion, and that is panic selling. Uh, there's a unique mindset change that occurs when people leave the workforce and in a retirement. And most people won't realize it until something negative actually happens in the market, like maybe last fourth quarter last year. Or even last week. Well, yeah, I mean, if you panic over a couple of days, then you probably shouldn't be in the stock market. But we Well, do- you should not be in the allocation that you are. So sometimes the panic selling is related to specifically not having the proper risk allocation for your portfolio. And, and, and to speak on that, after such a great year, you know, upwards of 15, 20% S&P year to date, and all of a sudden we have a pullback for about a half a week, and it's starting to come back already. Really, that's how the market works. So it's doing well this year. Now, considering the whole slew of people retired within the last 10 years in what has been one of the best bull markets in history, it really has. If you look back at history, we, we had, you know, 18... 15 was pretty much even, and, and, but other than that, it's been pretty much of a bull market. So, the, so it's easy to understand when you are still working, market risk seems easier to handle and easier to ignore. You might understand how that markets are plummeting 
and you're losing money, but mostly you're probably okay with it if you live by the average return, the annual average return over time. And the mindset, too, is that when you're still working, you still have the income that can replace or replenish what you may have at least temporarily lost in the market as far as when a pullback has occurred. When you have retired, on the other hand, you no longer have that reliable, renewable income, per se, of what you have coming in from your job. So that's why sometimes it can be very scary for those who are in retirement and they're drawing income from their nest egg and they're having a market pullback that also seems to be drawing money from their nest egg. So that's maybe where we say yeah. the general mindset is, you know that you can't spend the money yet anyway, at least while you're still working, and you have time for the markets to rebound and for your accounts to make the money back. So fast forwarding to retirement, the opposite is what likely occurs. Great example, great reminder, Barry, the fourth quarter of 2018, when we had the market experiencing not just some volatility, but maybe a great deal of volatility. And even worse, it was mostly negative volatility. And for, for the first time in probably close to a decade, investors really began to panic, not just a little bit, but in some cases by a lot. And the majority of those who panicked were those who were retired, at least in general, and having no contributions being added to their portfolio and who were spending and living off the retirement savings. So, yes, they saw a major source of their income that helps with their current lifestyle suddenly being drained away. So you had like a double downward effect, the downward spiral effect of markets losing money and you taking money from your investments. And it probably felt like, at least in some cases, that you had no other choice. People sold because if the market continued to drop, and here's the mindset, that if the market continued to drop, that means things were going to get worse they might even have to go back to work. They might not be able to make ends meet or maybe spend as far as what their lifestyle habits were concerned. They might have to change their lifestyle. So if they sold, even though they probably shouldn't, at least from a textbook standpoint, that's when people did panic and said, I have to get out of this. Get me off this crazy train, Jane. So there's more. There's much more. Our phone number at the office, 513 575 9654. Call us, we can help, but stay tuned. You're listening to the Sound Money Investment Show with Brown Financial Advisors here on 55KRZ, the talk station. Welcome back to the Sound Money Investment Show with Brown Financial Advisors. I'm James Borth. And I'm Barry Parnell. And, and folks, we're an advisory firm. We're registered, we're independent, and we have a fiduciary responsibility to do what's in your best interest. So we're going to work for you as clients, not companies. And when you come in to visit, there's no meter running. Leave your wallet and purse at home. It's completely complimentary. As many times we need to meet to fully analyze your situation and complete a personalized income plan. And, and we have multiple locations to make it more convenient for you. Milford, Westchester, Blue Ash, and in Florence, Kentucky, as always, we can help you roll out that company plan. If you're not along with a company, certainly we think in most cases you want to roll that out into a traditional IRA or a Roth, depending on the tax status, and take control of it and invest it how you want. You open up more choices, uh, typically less fees in a 401K. Uh, give us a call, 513-575-9654. Visit our website at brownfinancialadvisors.com. 
Email us at team at brownfinancialadvisors.com. We will answer every single one. And we get some doozies, James. Call the studio right now. You have a few minutes left. 513-749-5500. That's pound 550 on your AT&T wireless. James, where were we? All right. Well, so finishing up on the mistake number two about panic selling. The, and really, this applies to the buying and the selling as well. This is when, instead of having discipline with your investments, you let emotions take over. So, Barry, not only is it the emotions of fear and greed, but there's so many in between. But tell us more about the emotions that come with this. Yeah, uh, the fear, especially when you start seeing, uh, at least on paper, your money start going the wrong way, uh, regardless of fundamentals. Economic data, great economy, and all this stuff, you ignore all that. Every single time it's come back and hit all new highs, but it's the time that it, we're having a pullback. Fear is stronger than happiness when the market's up. Yeah, they're happy, it's up, but fear is, is a destructive emotion. Uh, regardless of what a, any analyst might, or like quote-unquote experts and the smart money thinks people often make irrational decisions, which often turn out to be wrong. You and can guess and be right. But. Let's let's talk about that for just a moment. The experts. Yeah. This is this is a perfect example of when you turn on. I don't care if it's Fox Business or any of these other channels, and they are talking about whatever economic crisis or situation that's happening. You know, the economic crisis du jour, and they always, seemingly always have two different people on that take the opposing viewpoint. One is saying, one of the experts is saying, yes, to buy. The other one is saying, to sell. Maybe they have a third one on who's saying, you know, hold on, whatever you have. How about Kramer? You ever watch him? (laughs) Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, that's true. So, So when you panic and sell, you immediately eliminate the potential to make back what's lost in your time horizon. In other words, you lock in your losses so to speak. Uh, now, your expert, getting back to what you said, James, could be your neighbor or family member that thinks they know. You also now force yourself into making another decision, which another thing we're against is market timing. When do you get back in? What we see people, they get out when it's low and get back in when it's high, just the opposite of what you're supposed to do. So, you know, one way to have you decide if and when mistakes are right to get back in, you just don't know. Solution, twofold. Number one, you need a guide, a financial advisor that can help you navigate the ups and downs of the market and help you stick to your financial plan. I saw an article once when Warren Buffett said the best advice you can give your clients is tell them we don't want to do anything right now. Meaning up and down, you just have to weather the storm sometimes. Now, you might consider a more conservative allocation. If you were one of the many people who were anxious or stressed out during the fourth quarter last year, You've experienced that. Markets can do that. That's maybe a big if. So if yeah. you are one of those who became anxious or stressed out, then and only then is a more conservative allocation something that you should do. So we're not saying that necessarily you should do that. We're saying that if you're stressed out by what the market volatility does, that's when you should do that or at least consider doing that. However, James, I have seen people, and we've done this because they freaked out, it was a bad December, which December usually is an 80% I'm usually isn't bad. They freaked out. They went to more conservative. So in January through, I think it was uh, all the way up until May. May was a down month. The market was screaming, and they were disappointed they weren't getting those returns. So 
they got to take both sides. Less risk equals less returns, but typically. Let's, let's go back to one of your favorite words, Barry, which is balance. Yeah, balance. So sometimes when you say, well, what's the proper allocation of risk? Now, two different ways of looking at this. One is to say the typical or the stereotypical stocks versus bonds allocation, which means if you're a moderate investor, you might have, for example, a 50-50 blend of equities risk to bonds type of risk. Or bond alternatives. Yes. Well, we're going to get to the bond alternatives here in just a moment because two different ways to maybe skin this cat. One is to have all of your money in the market, just simply allocated 50-50, 60-40, 75-25, or whatever your allocation should be based on your tolerance for market risk. So if you are a moderate, let's just say moderately aggressive investor, maybe it's a 75-25 blend, 75% in the equities category, 25% in the fixed or the bonds category. Now, a second way is to do a bond replacement strategy. Barry, tell us more about that. Yeah, well, where you can use totally fully insured money uh, to replace your bond portion that that you can tap into, let's say, 40% of the S&P, just for example, one index that you can tie it to. You won't get all the S&P, but you'll never go backwards. So that part of your money is a balance of never going backwards. So what is the bond replacement? In what vehicle are we replacing the bonds? We're talking about a fully insured annuity. Okay. So the annuity, for example, could be the bond portion of your strategies, and whether it's a allocation of 25% into the fixed index annuity or maybe 40% into the fixed index annuity. Now, we don't recommend, in fact, I would say it's not even suitable to put more than 50% of your overall nest egg into the fixed index annuity. But nevertheless, this is not just a one-size-fits-all for the annuities either. Many categories of annuities are suitable for some people, but they're not suitable for others. That's right. And bonds, a lot of people don't understand that bonds can go backwards. Bonds can actually be negative, depending on the environment. And uh, with, with a fully insured annuity, fixed index annuity, you can't go backwards in that part of, your, part of your money, but you can go up, up with no downside. So that's a good bond alternative for some of our clients. Right. And to learn more about that, call us at our office, 513-575-9654. There are many fantastic approaches to doing this, and for For many people out there, this is extremely suitable for others. Maybe they don't like it as much, and they'd rather have all their money in the market. Whatever the case may be for your desired allocation blend, that's how we can help you invest. Now, mistake number three is not knowing what happens when you take money out of certain types of accounts. So It goes down. What do you mean, James? Well, this one requires maybe a little bit of knowledge on the taxation and the treatment of each of the different retirement accounts. So in general, when we are talking about retirement accounts, we're talking about IRAs, 401Ks, 403Bs, even annuities, different things that the government has sanctioned as being a retirement, or I should say, air quotes, quote-unquote, retirement-based accounts. And the impact of your retirement income could also be, what's that word, huge. And this is where we say, think of your gross versus your net. Sometimes what you see is not always what you get when it comes to withdrawals from your retirement accounts. For example, if you're taking money out of an IRA, a traditional IRA, if you're taking money out of a traditional 401k or 403b, 
even for annuities in many cases, depending upon the type of annuity, we're talking about monies that have never been taxed. And if the monies have never been taxed, well, guess what? When you take the money out, it's going to be taxed. So a million bucks is not a million bucks in tax deferral. It's maybe 800000 or seven hundred fifty or less. Yes. So the example here is let's just say you want to take $5,000 out for your monthly withdrawal. And at that point in time, you're thinking, well, that's all fine and well. I'm going to get $5,000 from my distribution from my retirement account. Now, the next part of the problem is I'm going to owe taxes on that money either now or later later being at tax time. So the choice is, if I'm going to be in a 20% tax bracket, do I pay Uncle Sam now, or do I wait and pay Uncle Sam later at tax time? A blend would be great. The point is, don't wait for the unpleasant surprise of not having properly planned if you wait to pay Uncle Sam later. So if you're unexpectedly having a $1,000 tax bill come due at tax time, that's not a good thing. That's a bad thing. So we want to help you with the preparation and the planning for not only your income needs, but also your tax planning needs. There's more. There's much more. Our phone number at the office, 513-575-9654. After the break, we're going to finish up on our topic of the day about the common mistakes that could impact your retirement. So stay tuned. You're listening to the Sound Money Investment Show with Brown Financial Advisors here on 55KRC. The Talk Station. Welcome back to the Sound Money Investment Show with Brown Financial Advisors. I'm James Borth. I'm Barry Parnell. And folks, we are a registered investment advisory firm. We're independent. So therefore, we have a fiduciary responsibility to do what's in your best interest. So we're going to work for you as clients, not companies. And uh, we can visit with you. Uh, we have four different locations, Milford, Blue Ash, Westchester, and across the river in Florence, Kentucky. I've even been known, if you're not mobile, to go to your home if need be, you're going to meet one or three of the guys, Barry, James, or Greg, if you decide to come in for a visit. So you get to meet the guys that you actually hear on the radio. And we can help you with that 401K, 403B, TSP, some kind of company plan. If you don't own with a company, most of the time it's better just to roll it out and take control of it. Invest, open up the whole universe of investments. Give us a call, 513-575-9654. Visit our website, brownfinancialadvisors.com. Shoot us over an email at team at brownfinancialadvisors.com. James? Well, where we left off was talking about the gross versus the net of taking money from your retirement account. So the different monies from the different types of retirement accounts, in general, when we're talking about traditional retirement accounts, we're talking about pre-tax monies. So, yes, traditional IRAs, your traditional 401Ks, 403Bs, other types of employer-sponsored plans. Now, I want to contrast that with the Roth versions of these accounts. If you're taking money out of a Roth, a Roth IRA, a Roth 401K, a Roth 403B, or other type of employer-sponsored plans, then there's a difference between what is your gross and versus your net because for the most part, if you've done this right, the Roth accounts will be tax-free. The growth. Now, yes. So you have put monies into these accounts with after-tax dollars, and they have grown on a tax-free basis, hopefully for not just a few years, but a few decades, maybe even multiple decades, right? Like five decades. <laughs> that's a lot. That's a beautiful thing if that's what's <laughs> that's happened. That's right. It means you started in your 20 or 18, which is great. Yes. Now, 
what I'm leading up to on this is that you need to know when you take the monies out of your account, what that's going to do to your taxes. So if you are taking monies out of your traditional accounts that have never been taxed, then you either have to pay the taxes now, which usually is what we recommend. When, when our clients take monies from their retirement accounts that have never been taxed, then we start saying, well, let's balance out between maybe pay something now versus paying something later. We're not saying to budget for getting a big, huge refund at tax time. We're saying try to break even at tax time. That's the best way. It should be that when you go to file and pay your taxes, if you have to pay anything at the end, it's maybe just within a few hundred dollars of what your overall tax bill happens to have been. It's nice getting that big old fact, two, three, four thousand dollars However, you just gave Uncle Sam an interest-free loan. And we do have some clients who think like that, and sometimes it's the husband, sometimes it's the wife, who's maybe not so good at saving. And so the concept is they think that, well, if I don't have this big refund coming at tax time, it's money that will have otherwise have already been spent, which means we won't have this money when it comes time to maybe planning for our family vacation. So maybe they're using this as a way of saving, as a forced way of saving for their vacation or something like that. Now, is that ideal? Of course not. Is it something that's kind of a, you know, is it a good enough thing? Well, perhaps if we're only talking about a couple of thousand dollars, this may not be such a big deal. But nevertheless, when we're saying, Budget for your federal tax obligations and also your state tax obligations, whether it's Kentucky, Indiana, Ohio, or other types of states like that. Also, the localities. So some people live in school districts, for example, that will tax you upon your income as well. Maybe it's a 1% tax. Maybe you have a city tax where they're going to get you for maybe 2.1% or 1.5% or whatever the number happens to be. The point is, for your federal, your state, and your local taxes, you need to do the proper planning, and the proper planning happens during the year, not just simply at tax time. Barry, any thoughts on that? Uh, no, I mean, a balance attack is the, is the best way, and I don't just mean safety and, and equities, but uh, like you said, if, if you can, if you think about it now, a million dollars tax deferred, which is fully taxable, is still a very good thing because it's grown tax-free over the years. So we're not picking on tax deferral. But if you can have a balance between the different tax-friendly, tax tax-trap, tax-free, it's a wonderful thing. And we can help you with that. Now, in addition to the direct taxation on your retirement accounts, there's also the indirect taxation that occurs for other types of maybe Social Security types of accounts. That, that's right. For example, and, you know, it's, it, these numbers have never been adjusted for inflation. For example, if you're single or head of household, modified, you're, if your modified adjusted gross income is greater than 25000 but less than 34000 it's 50% of your Social Security is subject to tax. If it's over 34000 which is a low threshold if you ask me, it's 85% is subject to tax. So it's not 100% on your Social Security yet. Uh, we might be leading that way. Now, if you're married, filing jointly, if if it's thir between 32,000 and 44, 32,000 and 44, most couples can't live on 32. It's 50 percent is subject to tax, and anything over 44, 85 uh, percent is subject to tax. Now, if you try to do married filing separately, 
It's not going to work because it doesn't matter what it is. It's going to be 85% taxed. They yes. don't let you do that tricky stuff. If your income is greater than zero, <laughs> then 85% of your Social Security benefit becomes taxable. The other little, uh, I'd say, hidden little nugget of, of funness that the government has put in is on Medicare premiums. Yeah. So if, you're, if your income starts spiking up, if you're single, head of household, or filing separately, and your income is over $85,000, well, guess what? You get to pay more for your Medicare. That includes your Medicare Part B premiums and also your Medicare Part D premiums. And if you're married filing jointly, thankfully you can double the 85000 so your magic number is 170000 But does it go up even more if you make two seventy or three hundred? There's different tiers of income where your Medicare premiums could maybe just go up by, say, $50 a month. Maybe they will double, maybe $130 extra dollars a month. Maybe they will triple to it's an extra $300 a month. So, yes, depending upon your level of income, your Medicare premiums could be as much as triple as what someone else might be paying. But it won't affect a supplemental cost, right, on supplemental insurance? Correct. We're only talking about, I say only, Medicare Part B <laughs> and Medicare Part D. Now, the last mistake is the listening to the hot tip. Yay, and your neighbor. Is, yeah, we see this happen <laughs> once in a while, and it really should be avoided, maybe at not all costs, but maybe at some cost. So, for example, Steve's brother got a tip from his colleague at work that he should buy a certain stock. Jesse's sister hates annuities, and she does too. She doesn't know why. She just knows because her sister hates them. That's why she does. Warren's neighbor thinks that the buy and hold approach is pointless and that an actively traded portfolio is the only way to go. Here's the thing. Some of this, in some cases, could be true, and in other cases, it may be completely false. You never know by the confluence of events of what might actually be true in one case and not so true in someone else's case. The bottom line of what we recommend is you work with a qualified, independent financial advisor, someone such as us, Brown Financial Advisors, our phone number, 513 575 9654. Call us. We can help. All right, folks. On behalf of Greg Brown, James Forth, and myself, the Kentuckian, Barry Parnell, thank you for listening today. Have a great week. And remember this sound money. Well, good things are believable, achievable, and true for you. We have a close.